Welcome back to What's the Play. Danny and Sosa are back to talk about the NFL season. Sorry we've been away for so long, but you know what? The NFL season's back. We are back, and we're hoping to come at you pretty consistently all season long. So we're really excited to to put together our annual predictions podcast. We're going to go through and go through all the divisions in the NFL, starting with the AFC, and give you some takes, give you some predictions as to how we think these teams are going to look and then we'll also do the awards that'll come out at the end of the season as well and some super bowl predictions so this should be a fun one this is one of my favorite pods every year that we do just to see what we think going into the season and then watch it all play out afterwards oh yeah for sure it's funny we do all these predictions and we just know that none of it is gonna come true really there's so many storylines to keep up with and the nfl is always so crazy you can never predict what happens and I think we're going to be in for another fun season here. I couldn't agree more. All right, we've got a lot of divisions to go through, so let's begin quickly with the AFC East. So this is this division is pretty lopsided. This is one of the ones that everyone kind of has an overwhelming favorite in the Buffalo Bills, and I'm right there with, with the consensus here. I have the Buffalo Bills going 13-4 and four and winning the division. I think they're fine-tuned and ready for the season, and... You know, with the way they lost last year to the Chiefs, I think this team has really been preparing to to have a really great season and to get back to the playoffs. I think they're kind of looking at the regular season just kind of as a tune-up to get to the playoffs. So I think this team's going to be really strong and a really complete team as well. And second in the division, I have the Miami Dolphins. I think I think the Miami Dolphins are going to be good. They've had a lot of off-season additions, obviously the most notable being Tyreek Hill coming over and joining their team and you know, it's a big season for Tua of course because this is going to be him going to his third year we're going to be looking for him to take a step forward and now there's no excuses right he has all the weapons that he could ask for and and a pretty good defense so this is going to be the season that we're definitely going to look for for the Miami Dolphins to take to take a big step and finally finally get into the playoffs and I think also having a first-time head coach and Mike McDaniel could also make things a bit interesting, but I think the overwhelming talent, I have them going 10 and 7. Third in the division, your Patriots, unfortunately. I have them at 8 and 9. I think I think this is going to be a bit of a down year for them, unfortunately. I don't think they're going to be able to put things together quite quite the way. We've seen all the, we've seen all the things that happened in the preseason, you know, the offense has been struggling, they're implementing a new scheme. They've got Pain. <laughs> the <All> pain. <laughs> it seems got defensive, uh, defensive coaches calling plays on the offense, and you're trying to implement the new zone scheme as well. So I just think so much change and so many, so many sort of like weird, odd things that are happening this off season that I think I think that actually will translate to the regular season. They're going to struggle in some games. So I have them at eight and nine, and unfortunately missing the playoffs this year. And of course, the New York Jets, even more sorry, team at 6-11. and 11. We'll see if Zach Wilson is able to play. He uh, he got hurt in the first pieces in the game that they had and has been making his way, trying to make his way back. It's going to be a pretty close call. I don't think they've determined who's going to start week one. But uh, it'll be Zach Wilson or Joe Flacco. I think either way, though, this team is... A team that is taking steps in the right direction talent-wise and players-wise, but I'm not quite sure about the coaching staff yet. So we'll see if Robert Sala and, and that staff is able to to show that, that they're the real deal. 
but I still have another another down year for the Jets at six and eleven. Yeah, um, yeah. I think everyone knows the Bills are runaway favorites in in this mm-hmm. division. I have them at thirteen and four, but in second, I actually have the Pats at nine and eight. Okay, that's gonna come as a surprise. I know I, I'm gonna sound like a homer, but I think the first few months are definitely going to be a struggle for sure. I think even just looking at September, I think straight away, I think we lose to the, lose to the Dolphins. I think that we have a chance to beat the Steelers with Mitchell Trubisky. You know, mm-hmm. he can always like throw an entire game. So I think we have a good chance to beat them. But the Ravens is going to be an L and the Packers is going to be an L. So I think that's one and three to start off. So um, not looking great, but I think uh, as usual, like as the, you know, the typical Patriots teams do, they'll improve as the season goes on. But I don't think it'll be enough to make the playoffs. And I also have the Dolphins at nine and eight. And I think there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of buzz around this team with the additions they've made. You know, the new coach. But I think they're still a bit away from being like a solid contender, especially in the AFC. When you look at all the quarterbacks that are that are in uh, this conference. And I think Tua is just a step below, or more than a step below, really, when you think about, you know, the Josh Allens and the Mahomes, even the Herberts, you know, Joe Burrow and uh, Lamar Jackson. So that's why I don't have them uh, winning more games, just because I think the quality of the competition and the quarterbacks in this conference is pretty difficult. And then, you know, I have the Jets at 5'11". You know, the injury to Zach Wilson really kind of sucks, but um, I don't think they were going to do much this year either, although they did make so many additions in the offseason and they had a really good draft. But, you know, it's going to take some time for all those pieces to come together. I agree completely on the Jets. I think it'll take some time and some more good players as well. We're pretty, we're not as far off as I thought we would be. We have the exact same record for the Bills at 13-4. and I think our, our differentiated point is that I have the Pats going 8-9, and nine, you have them going 9-8, and eight. and then with the Dolphins, I guess you're, you're a little bit less sure about Tua, and it's a good point on the talent of the other quarterbacks, right? Like, What's Tua's ceiling, even if he is good? It's probably not as high as Justin Herbert, not as high as Joe Burrow, not as high as Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, so just the skill of those guys at the end of games will still, will still be a tier or two higher than what than what Tua has to offer. So I think I, I think those are quite fair. Yeah. Let's take a look at the AFC North. So I think we have some some surprises here. Starting with the Baltimore Ravens. I have them winning the division to, at twelve and four. This team was had so many injuries last season. We know that they struggled really hard, especially the in, the injury to their quarterback Lamar Jackson. But I think now coming in healthy, I think they're ready to have a really good regular season. Assuming Lamar plays, of course, and doesn't hold out. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I think they're a team that's like they're they're going to be a team that has a really good regular season. Not quite sure how deep they'll go in the playoffs, but I, I think that they'll go twelve and four and win the division. Next, I've or, got the Bengals. Wait, twelve and five or thirteen and four? Good question. I would say I think twelve and five. The seventeenth game, man, always tripping me up. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think twelve and five. I think they'll win twelve games. Bengals coming ten and seven. 
uh, second in second in division. I think a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover. Uh, other teams also are not they're not going to catch them by surprise this season, right? Like everyone knows how good they are. This is a team that went to the Super Bowl, so everybody's going to bring their A game to to play the Bengals. I think they're still a good complete team. Some improvements on the offensive line that I think is going to help uh, Joe Burrow and and Joe Mixon in the run game. But I think because of the tough division that they're in and because of how people are going to play them, I think they're going to come in at 10-7, and seven, still make the playoffs, but not the most impressive uh, record. Then I have the Pittsburgh Steelers. I do believe that Mike Tomlin's streak ends this year, unfortunately. First year without Ben Roethlisberger. <laughs> um, yeah, a little bit of certainty at quarterback. You talked a little about Mitch, Mitch Trubisky when you're talking about the Patriots. I'm not... He's not, he's not gonna, he's not gonna win you a game. He might not lose you a game, but he's not gonna win you a game in the NFL. He just doesn't have that, that top level talent. So, I think it's gonna be a bit of a retooling year for the for the Steelers, and I have them at, at eight and nine. So I think the streak, the streak ends by like one game. Like they're just one game out of it. And last in the division, Cleveland Browns. I just think, I've not seven and ten. I just think. They lose a lot of games in that first 11 that Jacoby Brissett is starting. I just remember like back when Jacoby was starting for the Colts and just just wasn't very good. And I think that position matters so much that they're they're not they're going to be about they're going to be under 500 by the end of the 11 games. And I don't think that there's going to be enough time left at the end of the season for them to to make much of a run. So I have the Cleveland Browns at the bottom of the division. I mean, I do believe on the the rest of the roster, but I just don't believe in what they have at quarterback at 7-10. Yeah, we actually have very similar predictions here. I have the Ravens winning the division as well. Nice. I think um, last year we know was an outlier, and they still went 8-9 and nine or so, I believe. Mm-hmm. So I believe they're going to go from the bottom of the division to the top just based on the players they're going to be able to get back and healthy, hopefully, this year. And then I have the Bengals at 11 and 6. And I think they will, um, you know, have a similar record to last year. But I think they will improve with, like, the improved protection for Joe Burrow. But, you know, the competition is going to be fiercer. And as you said, people are going to be, you know, preparing more for them. More for them because, you know, that's, that's the benchmark. That's the team that made the Super Bowl in your conference. So everyone's going to try and measure up to that. But I think they'll still have a solid record. Um, then I have the Steelers at eight and nine. You know, oh. Losing season, it's going to be tough for Mike Tomlin. He's you know one of the been one of the premier coaches in the NFL for so long. So it'll be interesting to see how he tra- transitions out of having a Hall of Fame quarterback. So going to be an adjustment for Steelers fans everywhere. And then I have the Browns at seven and ten as well. I just think with the suspension, they're not going to be able to have that top tier you know team that they were expecting to have going into the season so yeah i have them at seven and ten and yeah so similar records i think i have the ravens and the bengals winning one more game than you predicted yeah yeah i think we're pretty in sync on on this division Mm though i agree that on the ravens i just think that they're gonna have have such a good season and 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 yeah Pretty much, pretty much the same on all those points. Let's talk about the AFC South, though. So this division, I when I was going through it, doing this, I I actually think 
this is probably the new weakest division in football. Definitely bottom two because I just don't think the top teams are all that strong. So starting from the top again, I have the Tennessee Titans winning the winning the division again, but only with the only with ten and seven record. I just think that just I just think that they're still a really good team. They're still really well put together. Uh, I think they're really well coached with with Babel as the head coach at the top of the helm there. And I just think that they're going to come back with another really good defense and they're going to get Derrick Henry healthy back, who's a really big part of this offense. And I like some of the additions that they made as well on the draft with Traylon Burks as well. So I think not a terribly impressive team, not not a team that has the potential to win at all, but they're kind of the best of, of the people, the other teams that we have in this division. Then I have the Colts coming in at nine and eight. So a lot has been made about, you know, the Colts getting rid of Carson Wentz and, put, and adding Matt Ryan. But what I've seen from Matt Ryan's arm in the preseason doesn't really give me a ton of confidence. And I just don't know that, they, that they've improved that much. Uh, obviously, Matt Ryan is still going to be a better, I guess, floor manager than, than Carson Wentz was. And he's going to still instill more of a winning mindset into the team but i don't know that they quite have have the talent to be to be a top team so i'm definitely a little bit skeptical about the colts this year third in the division jackson jaguars i I do think they take a step forward now that they have an adult in the room at head coach of course with with, uh, and they also have uh trevor lawrence as well taking a step in his second year I think that they'll go. I think they'll go eight and nine. I think it'll be. They're not gonna have. They're not gonna make the playoffs. They're not gonna have a positive record. But I think we'll see enough of a step in the right direction that we could say, okay, the Jacksonville Jaguars are, are a team that's that's going going the right direction. I also think they have a frisky defense too. I think they have a, de- a defensive line. They obviously drafted Trayvon Walker first overall. I think he looked good in the preseason. I think that's gonna translate. So, I think they're gonna be a team that's gonna. It's gonna. Uh, beat some good teams surprisingly and I think it'll be clear that their team going going in the right direction and lastly we have the Houston Texans I think I have this team at fear 14 I just there just isn't enough there and I look at my as I'm like doing my records like someone has to be good but someone else has to be bad and I just don't think there's enough there on offense or defense for Houston to to be good I think that's going to be a team that's going to be Come week 18, going to be staring at the first overall pick and looking to draft quarterback, uh, looking at the looking at Alabama and looking at Ohio State for the next quarterback. <laughs> so, I, I think I think the Houston Texans are going to have a have another tough year. Probably looking at new management as well and head coach and a new coach. So yeah, kind of a kind of a bit of a weaker division, but I do think that the Titans are the best from a best from this group. Yeah, that's opposite to me, though. I actually have the Colts winning the division at 10-7. Okay. and seven. Um, I just think it may not, a lot of people may not feel this way, but I feel that Matt Ryan is a massive, massive upgrade over Carson Wentz just because, you know, he's won an MVP. Well, Carson Wentz was on track to win an MVP, but that Eagles team was absolutely loaded. And yes, the 2016 Falcons were loaded as well, but... Matt Ryan, watching some of the Falcons games, like he just had no chance behind that Falcons offensive line. And I think the Colts offensive line is going to be a massive upgrade. Even if his arm has 
deteriorated quite a bit. I agree with you on that point. I don't really think they should need his arm that much. And if they do, I think he can still come up clutch a little bit in some of these games. So uh, I guess I have more faith in him than you do, but it'll be interesting to see. I think I think he's a, he's a pretty solid quarterback. And even on those horrible Falcons, Falcons teams, like he was still fired up in games. Even when they were getting blown out, he was still you know, putting it all out there. And that might be just a little bit of a spark in what it takes to get a team to the top of the division. And then in second place, I have the Titans at nine and eight. I think it's gonna be a real struggle with Derrick Henry coming back from a big foot injury with how much they rely on him. I'm not sure, you know, health-wise how he's gonna be like handling that type of load. And then of course, AJ Brown being gone from that offense. Uh, and I have no faith in Ryan Tannehill, like absolutely no faith in him at all. So I have them at nine and eight. I think they'll they are a well coached team with Mike Vrabel, but I think Tannehill hold, holds them quite holds them back quite a bit. And the Jaguars, I have them in third at five and twelve. And I think Trevor Lawrence can take a few steps forward in his second year, but I don't think I don't see them competing. There's been quite a mess, you know, with that Urban Meyer situation. But we'll see how Doug Peterson can. You know, try and get this team to under one goal and be fully committed to trying to win these games. And the Texans I have at 3-14 and 14 as well. I just don't, their roster is not good at all. And we'll see what Lovey Smith can do, but yeah, just no faith. Even though Davis Mills had some really good games last year, I'm not sure about the consistency and there's just not too much ta talent on that team. Uh, top to bottom yeah i think our biggest discrepancy is definitely the colts colts and the titans it's a good point on matt ryan we'll definitely we'll definitely see that's definitely where where we differ i just don't think i don't know i don't i don't know if he has if he has enough and i think by the by the it's crazy actually since andrew luck the colts team this colts team four starters jacoby Brissett. Carson Wentz, Philip Rivers, now Matt Ryan. Like since Andrew Luck, they've just been looking for a quarterback every single season, and I think the whole thing. I don't think Matt Ryan is as much of an answer as as they might think, but but we'll see. Um, yeah, and now let's go to the AFC West. So this the division, fun division. Back. Woo! <laughs> yeah, this is this is the one that everyone likes to talk about. The best supposedly the best division i i also think is the best division in football we have broncos the chiefs the raiders the Chargers. so i think at the top of the division i'm going Chargers. actually i think yeah what? i'm going Chargers. i think the Chargers win the division i think the way they just missed out on it last season kind of really prepare them to to come out and have a really really good regular season i think herbert's awesome I think the addition of Cleo Mack is also great, and I think that's going to translate because you have both Bosa and Cleo Mack rushing the passer, and whoever gets the weakest tackle is like a shoe-in for like a sack, a sack a game almost. So I think that's going to be really fun to watch, actually, every game seeing, seeing those guys go after the quarterbacks. But, yeah, I think the Chargers, I think this is their year. I think, I think the Chargers go 11 and 
six. Is that up to 17? Yeah, I think it does. And then the Chiefs right behind them at 10 and seven. So I think the Chiefs, you know, Tyreek Hill was the big loss, but they also drafted Sky Moore, brought in Juju Smith-Schuster, also brought in Marcos Valdez-Scantling from Green Bay. So they're trying to sort of mitigate the loss of Tyreek Hill with, like, multiple guys, which I think is interesting. But I think... I think, yeah, it's going to be a bit of an adjustment period. The offense is going to change. It's going to change quite a bit. And I think that they're going to, you know, lose some games here and there, just like adjusting to each other. But I think they'll, they'll still definitely make their playoffs at 10 and 7. But I think the Chargers probably will get them overall. And after that, I've got the Broncos at 9 and 8. So this team, it's really difficult to know what they're going to be like the addition of Russell Wilson of course like how much weight do you do you give that I think I do think they'll be much better I have them going nine and eight but just missing out on the playoffs unfortunately but I do think that it'll be clear that Russell Wilson's still good I think it'll it'll be obvious that the the team is taking a step in the right direction but I just think in, in a tough division that they'll probably lose a few to to the awesome teams that they have to play twice a year and then I think because of that they'll they'll miss the playoffs. But I don't think I don't think it'll be like because of Russell Wilson. I just think that the overall team isn't quite that good of a roster yet. And lastly I have the Raiders going eight and nine. Um yeah, I don't think that they're gonna be all that good. Obviously the big addition was Devontae Adams, but I don't see enough improvement on defense at all to think that a lot of these other quarterbacks aren't going to put up a ton of points on them still and I don't think that Devontae Adams doesn't play defense (laughs) I don't think that I don't think that the addition of Devontae Adams is going to add so many points to the offense that they'll be able to negate negate that and win all the shootouts that I think that they're going to be in so I think with the new with the new coaching staff I think it's going to be there's going to be a lot of adjustment for the team there as well. And because of that, I think, I think, yeah, I think they're going to go eight and nine and be pretty good, but still need a lot, a lot more in defense to, to reach the top tier of the, of the division, uh, which I think right now is the chargers. Yeah. I am so surprised you put the chargers first. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, I have them first as well at 12 and five. You know, all the off-season additions that they made, you can tell they're really going for it in this window that they have Herbert on that rookie contract. So I just think, and Brandon Staley with his aggressive fourth down calls, I think, you know, the dice are going to roll in his favor this year. And hopefully, you know, he can make some smart decisions about, uh, you know, when to kick it or just leave the ball in Herbert's hands. So... And on the defensive side, obviously, Khalil Mack. They stole J.C. Jackson from us as well. So Mm -hmm. that uh, greatly improves their secondary as well. So I think their defense is going to be able to, you know, make things a bit easier for Herbert as well. And then I have the Chiefs at 11-6. and I think they do take a step back with uh, Tyreek Hill gone, but I think they'll still be the Chiefs. And their, their schedule is pretty tough. Um, so I have them losing a few more games, but yeah, I think the Chiefs will still be the Chiefs. They have Mahomes and they have Andy Reid, so, uh, 
they'll definitely be a team to be feared. And I actually have the Broncos at 10 and 7. I think, you know, this is the third time we've had a quarterback that was kind of like washed or not really that great being like moving teams after being with one team for their entire career. So third year in a row, like maybe the Broncos win the Super Bowl. I don't know. That'd be pretty crazy. But yeah, I think their offense is going to be greatly improved. Their defense is already pretty solid. So I think they can go 10 and 7. It is a really tough decision, but I think they can sneak into the playoffs. And then I have the Raiders at 9 and 8, which will mark the first time every team in a division has a winning record. And I think if any division can do it, it's this division, just based on the quarterback, the quarterbacks we have and like the play they're able to exhibit. But, you know, the Raiders defense is pretty trash. They haven't really made too many improvements on that side. And it's not really Josh McDaniel's specialty. So I think Derek or Derek Carr having to put up 30 plus points to win games is not a recipe for success, especially based on the offenses in that division and in the AFC in general. So yeah, I have them missing out on the playoffs, nine and eight. Uh, Derek Carr, can, he can still put up some numbers, but I don't think it's gonna translate to winning based on the other side of the football. Yeah, no, that's, that's really cool. To have this be the first division where every team has a positive record, that'd be really interesting. And this is definitely a division that could do it. I think also, Last year, a lot of people would have looked at the NFC West as well as a division that maybe could have done it. But I just think something always happens. You know, we always hype these teams up preseason, and then we finally see them on the field, and so someone <laughs> at least someone has to be disappointing. And I just feel like it has to be the Raiders. You know, we look at them on defense, and who do they have? They have Max Crosby, who I like, Nate Hobbs, who's also a really good player, but it's not enough, especially in the secondary. So. It'll be it'll be interesting to see if they're able to able to keep up with the other teams. But it's cool that we both have the Chargers and then the Chiefs, and it'd be cool for the Broncos to, to sneak in. But I just think the AFC is so tough this year that I, I think I think that they're going to be the like the first team out, like the first team not to get in. Unfortunately, but we'll see. Let's do the standings for the division. Yeah, conference cool. standings. Cool. Yeah, conference. Yeah. Let's do, let's do the standings for the conference. So I've got the Bills with the best record and getting the bye in the one seed. Then I have the Ravens coming in with the two seed. Then I have the Chargers with the third with the third seed and the Titans with the fourth seed. And then the first, the best wildcard team will be the Chiefs with the fifth seed. Then I have the Bengals coming in right after them and the Dolphins as the last team that just sneaks right in. Yeah, I forgot you had the Dolphins making the playoffs. But yeah, pretty much our top three are the same. I have the Bills, Ravens, Chargers. But instead of the Titans, I have the Colts getting that AFC South berth. And then for a wild card, I have the Chiefs in the number one spot, then the Bengals, and then the Broncos. Broncos. So, cool. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. The Colts and the Titans and the Dolphins, and the Broncos and the Dolphins are over defer, I think. Yeah, the, all those teams are definitely like definitely first game we just never know for sure until we see it but i wouldn't be surprised if sunday night we're already like why would i even pick this team (laughs) but that's the nfl though we just overreact each week (laughs) yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be really fun it's gonna be fun week one 
All right, let's jump over to the NFC, and we can start with whatever whatever you want, whatever division you want. We'll start off with. Yeah, we can start off with the NFC East. Okay. I actually have the Cowboys winning this division. I know a lot of people have been picking the Eagles, and I can see mm-hmm. the appeal because that schedule is I have never seen a more cupcake schedule in my life. If you look at that Eagles schedule, it is actually insane. But I still have the Cowboys winning the division because I think Dak is at this stage of their careers is much better than Hurts. And I obviously have more faith in him. And yeah, I think the defense will come along a, a bit more with Micah Parsons, which people have as a big defensive player of the year candidate. So yeah, I think the Cowboys win. And then I have the Eagles at 10 and 7. They have made a lot of changes in the offseason and you know that AJ Brown trade was massive and um, they're trying to get Hurts to be more of a reliable passer to be able to win these games in the NFL because that's been the key uh, as the NFL has been developing it's all about passing now really so they've been trying to help him in that regard but I don't think he'll be quite there yet uh, which is why I have him behind the Cowboys and then the Commanders still absolutely hate that name like how do you downgrade from being the washington football team it should be impossible but they somehow did it i have them at six and eleven i just don't think once is that guy uh even though they, they have some pieces that when you look at their roster they have some good players but i have no faith in once and then the giants i have them at five and twelve this is kind of a make or break year for big danny jones but i just i do not see it with him at all i have he has not shown like any quality to to me really like he's just way too inconsistent for me to even have faith in him going forward no we have a lot of similarities but like you said at the beginning a lot of people are picking the eagles and i am one of those people i think the eagles are gonna win the division (laughs) this year with 11 and 6 Beginning with Jalen Hurts, I think he gets better every year. And I just think he's the, he's a guy with that work ethic that is going to keep working on the things that he's not good at. Obviously, we saw his deficiencies in the playoff game last year against Tampa where in passing situations, he wasn't the best and he wasn't the most accurate. But I just believe in Jalen Hurts, the person, and I think he's the kind of guy to go in the offseason and say, okay, I need to work on this, this, and this, and really, and really works on it and gets better. So I, I'm really banking on him as a person in that sense for, for that offense and of course they brought in AJ Brown defense is the defense looks awesome too I mean Howie Roseman the GM for the Eagles he's in his bag right now I think this defense looks awesome uh, they brought in Jordan Davis in the draft they traded for a CJ Gardner Johnson from the Saints which I think is kind of a sleeper really good addition as well and I just think they're going to be a good complete team and, of course, in addition to Adrian Brown, they have Devontae Smith now facing the second-best corner, and I think he's also going to have a really big year. Miles Sanders, uh, they all always have a really good run game. I just think that they're a complete team, and they'll be, they'll be at the top of the division this year. And I do have the Cowboys right behind them at 10-7. Um, I'm a huge Micah Parsons fan. I do think that that defense is going to be really good again. I am worried about their offense a little bit. Of course, we know that they lost to Mark Cooper, who is now playing for the Cleveland Browns. But also Michael Gallup is also struggling to come back to health. 
he's already been ruled out week one, and we don't know what it's going to take for him to come back. They didn't put him on the pup list, which means they expect him to be back before week four, so we can kind of ballpark it that way. But I do think Dak is good, but I think he needs his weapons. I think he needs everything around him to be good. We also know the issues that they're having with the offensive line as well. I, I am quite worried, worried about the offense, but but I think they'll still be they'll still have enough to go ten and seven, and they'll still be a good team. But but I'm definitely a little bit worried about them. I'm mean, actually have the Washington Commanders and the Giants in, in pretty much the exact same the exact same position. I have the football not the football team now Commanders uh, at <laughs> six and eleven. Similar reasons to you. I don't believe in Carson Wentz. I think their defense is interesting because they play well against really bad teams, but they play bad against really good NFL teams. Uh, Chase Young isn't back yet, and I think he's gonna be a big he's gonna be a big piece for their defense. So I just don't think yeah I don't think that they have enough, and I unfortunately think that they start looking at making a lot of changes um, in management as well come the end of the season. New York Giants five and twelve also. I think it's kind of weird that we still think Daniel. We don't have enough evidence as how good Daniel Jones can be. I feel like we've. I feel like we've seen it. Like we can't we've always. We've seen enough. We've man. seen enough. Like <laughs> we can't always keep saying, "Oh, we need to see more. We need to see more." Like at some point, we we know who you are, and we've seen we've seen who the player is, and he's just not a great player. So I think the Giants definitely looking for a new quarterback by the end of the season after going five and twelve. Interesting thing that happened recently with. The Giants GM, you know, because they brought in this new regime with Dayball and the GM uh, in an interview, I think today or yesterday was like, you know, with the roster, this is the hand that we're dealt with and we don't we'll see what happens. So it's really not great oh, if your management doesn't. That's bad vibes, man. Really <laughs> bad vibes. Really, really bad vibes. And I saw that. I was like, huh? But I think really what he was hinting at is that when you bring in a new GM, a new head coach, you need time to put in your new system. So I think usually you get a free year and you get like two years, similar to like what the Jets did. That kind of last year was like their free year and now we're kind of expecting them to be better. So with the Giants, I think this is kind of like that free year. They kind of need two years to kind of bring in the guys that they want in the draft, bring in the guys that they want in the off season, and then we'll be able to evaluate them a lot better next year. But I, I do think that they're going to have some difficulty this year and then next year we could kind of hope to see some improvement and really evaluate a day ball as a head coach yeah so yeah we actually have really similar records they're just switching the cowboys and eagles mm-hmm. but yeah that's going to be an interesting division to watch and another one that could actually no it's not going to be really interesting <laughs> we have the <laughs> nfc north uh, I've got the Packers winning, as usual, twelve and five. And then I have the Vikings at ten and seven. And I have the Lions at six and eleven. You know, not being last in the division, so that's going to be interesting to see. And then I have the Bears at five and twelve. Uh, unfortunately, I love Justin Fields, but I just think. They they haven't done enough. Like the preseason games, he's still barely getting any time to survey the field or get a chance to throw. Although he did have like some really really nice games, but it was preseason. I can't put too much into into that. Um, but yeah, I just don't think 
they're gonna he 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 has shown a lot of flashes but the blocking and the defense not being you know that solid bears defense that you you kind of become accustomed to worries me but yeah i think the packers still kind of roll matt lafleur uh you know their rookie wide receiver i think they're gonna still have like a really solid year um the defense is looking good and the vikings will be good or you know that mid-tier type team that's like pretty good but you're you know they're not an elite team i think they'll be in that slot again and the lions i think you know dan campbell he's a really motivating type of coach and um yeah i think the players love playing for him and you know they've got jared goff isn't the greatest but i think he he'll be able to be solid in some games and they can actually rack up six wins interesting interesting so uh, yeah this division is a little bit more, more predictable i do have the packers winning division as well but 11 and 11 and 6 i don't think that they they've been really good in the regular season the past few seasons and i think have less they don't have as good a regular season but i'm hoping they make more noise in the playoffs than previous years <laughs> um but but yeah i think you know the loss of Devonte adams i think there's gonna be a lot of adjustment especially in the first few weeks with aaron Rodgers getting used to spreading the ball out more and with the new wide receivers we've obviously heard all offseason about romeo dubs who seems like a guy that could develop to being a good a good player so that'll be interesting to watch, but I do think that there's a bit of an adjustment period for for the offense. I think their defense is going to be awesome, though. I think they're going to have a sneak, sneakily, maybe not that sneakily because everyone knows that they're good, but I think they're going to have a really good, healthy defense this year. And then I've got the Vikings at nine and eight. I think they have a better offense with the with the new coach O'Connell coming in uh, from the Rams. I I do think that you know we've heard Justin Jefferson all offseason talking about developing into that Cooper Cup kind of role and, you know, getting uh, Dalvin Cook in more positions in the passing game as well could be interesting. So I do think that the Vikings will be, yeah, a middling team, not super talented, but good enough. And I have them about nine and eight. Now, the bottom of the division, I have the Bears and the Lions going seven and ten. So for the Lions, I think that they're, already starting to put together a pretty good roster minus the quarterback. Like you said, like golf is serviceable, but he's not going to be their quarterback of the future. So I think they show enough signs that, Hey, this roster is really coming together. I think Aiden Hutchinson, their second overall pick plays really well. And Jameson Williams, when he comes back, is going to play really well. And I think the offensive line is actually awesome in the trenches, defensive line too. I think they're pretty good on both sides, but, they're still missing a quarterback. And I think that'll be clear. And then come the end of the season, that's going to be the biggest gap that they're looking to fill. But a 7-10 season, 7-10, and 10, yeah, 7-10 season, a uh, bit of a step forward from last year, but definitely still missing key players at key positions. And for the Bears, I mean, you're definitely right. The offensive line isn't any good. And the defense is going to take a step back which isn't good for any Bears team, but I'm 7-10 as well. I do think Justin Fields has shown enough flashes, and I think they're good enough that it's going to be clear that he's their guy, 
and then they can now go out and actually bring in, you know, the best offensive linemen from the drafts or go sign some players because they actually have the most cap space going into next year. So go go out in free agency, get some players on in the trenches, get some players on the offensive line, build rebuild that typical Bears defense, and then next year they might be pretty good. But this year they'll still be bad. They'll win if they'll win a few games here and there. So I'm I'm at seven wins. I think they'll surprise people. I think even that week one game against San Francisco will be closer than a lot of people expect. Um, but but definitely not not a team that is going to be at the top of the NF- NFC at all. So seven and ten for both those teams. Yeah, I think that's solid predictions for both of us. I think I would love the Bears going seven and ten and Justin Fields, you know, being that guy, and mm-hmm. they just try and build around him. So. I like that prediction. And moving on to the NFC South, I have the Bucks going 13 and 4. Although there's a lot of concern with the injuries that they've already had with the offensive line. That could be worrisome, but um you know, if their receivers are able to stay healthy or or if they just in general having a healthier year than last year, um, where people were kind of like dropping like flies then it'd be, I still see them um, doing really well in the regular season. The Saints, I have going 10 and seven, you know, upgrading that offense, finally getting actual NFL receivers and not just bodies out there running routes. And Jameis being back, hopefully he can be, you know, really confident in that knee after the ACL tear and just sling it like we know Jameis loves to do. and not just because I drafted him in fantasy, but <laughs> hopefully he can get lots of opportunities to rack up the points, just putting it out there. But yeah, he's got uh, Michael Thomas back. They drafted Olave, so hoping uh, their passing offense can be can be great. And, you know, they've got Kamara in the backfield, so... And their defense is really, really solid. And they're able to trade away a top-tier slot corner and just like that, because... You know he wants too much money but they're absolutely loaded on defense as well so uh it'll be nice for them to have a healthy quarterback and have a solid quarterback under the home and we'll be able to see what they're able to do under dennis allen and the panthers i have at six and eleven uh, mayfield is an upgrade over sam darnold but i just don't think it's enough of an upgrade really He'll be healthy, but, you know, that offense runs through McCaffrey uh, completely. And I think McCaffrey will put up his numbers if he's healthy, but I don't think it's going to be enough to be consistently winning games in that division. And then the Falcons I have at 4-13. and 13. Uh, Not really too much to say. They have a lot of talent. You know, uh, Cal Pitts is amazing, but... I just, the division is really tough, and I don't think there's too much to, to like, hype about this team. Even Falcons fans are kind of <laughs> not even really excited for the season, um, especially with Calvin Ridley suspended. That is That suspension still pissing me off, but that could be a whole other podcast on itself. But, yeah, those are the standings I have. Yeah, I think we've got pretty much the same order. I've got Tampa winning the division as well. But with 11-6, and six, I think 
I am really worried about the offensive line. Both lost the center and both guards from last season. Only the tackles, I believe, are consistent. And, of course, we know Works is a stud, but I'm quite worried about the offensive line and getting pressure up the middle. I think that's going to be something that they struggle with a bit and it maybe gets better throughout the season, but definitely going to be a bit of an issue at first. And lost a few key guys on defense as well. I believe JPP is no longer there. Dominic Sue is no longer there. So I wouldn't be surprised if the defense takes a bit of a step back as well. So, I mean, yeah. the defense was kind of trash last year anyway. Actually, like, it was more of a secondary, but if their run defense take a, takes a step back too, then it could be, it yeah. could be an issue. I, I, I do think they will. I think I think because of the vision, I think the vision is going to be weak enough that they're still able to go 11 and 6, 10 and 7. Wouldn't surprise me either. But, but yeah, I don't think they have quite the team that they had in previous years. And still a first-time head coach, right? Even though he was a defensive coordinator, he's been in the system. But we still don't know how he coaches. And it's always, it's always an adjustment for every first-time head coach. So I think that's also mm-hmm. a factor. Yeah. Behind them, I have the Saints. Um also being pretty good. I have them at 9 and 8. I think you have them at 10 and 7. Fun fact about the Saints, right? Like, their best wide receiver going to last season, Marquez Callaway, is now their fourth best wide receiver. So, huge improvement there because now they've brought in Chris Olave in the draft, brought in Jarvis Landry in free agency, and Michael Thomas should be back. I think he should be okay going into week one. So, I think that is going to be make a huge difference in the passing games. Bringing back Jameis Healthy, I think he's going to be good. The games that we saw him... Last year, he was good and a lot better. I think this team is going to be pretty good. Defensively, I'm worried about age a little bit. Like, I think they're getting a bit older. So I think that's something that's going to maybe we're going to start to see a little bit maybe late in the season with injuries and things like that. But I still think a pretty good team at 9-8. and eight. Right behind them, the Panthers. I have them with a much better record than you do with 8-9. and nine. So I think Baker... The addition of Baker is a substantial upgrade from from my dad and Sam Darnold last year. I think Baker is still a good player. I think he played hurt last year, and I think it showed. But a healthy Baker Mayfield is going to make make a big enough difference. Oh, and I think their defense is frisky in Carolina. Still young, but a defensive a defensive line that I think can make some plays. So I think eight and nine, they'll be. Obviously better than last year, but not quite that good overall. In terms of weak points, I think the offensive line is still pretty weak. I think that's going to show. But, but yeah, I think Baker is going to look pretty good. I think if Christian McCaffrey can have a healthy season, he's going to be awesome. And Falcon, same as you, 4-13. and 13. I mean, pretty much nothing on defense, right? Like, A.J. Terrell is the only... Like really good player that they have, really good, still young player. After that, just nothing that scares anybody. Nothing that scares anybody on defense. Young team, they brought, they have Drake London, who they brought in the draft, who we'll see how he develops, and Kyle Pitts, like you said, who's gonna be awesome. He's just, he's just bursting with talent. But yeah, not enough on either side of the ball. Marcus Mariota. Not too sure about him. I think Desmond Ritter already maybe looks better and might be playing uh, after the bye. So it, 
this is yeah, this is a team that I don't think is is put together well enough to be to be winning many football games this year. Yeah, good predictions here. One of the few we have like the exact same orders, so. Um, yeah, and then moving on to the last division, we have the NFC West. I have the Rams at twelve and five. I know a lot of people have the 49ers winning, but I just think the Rams are too good. They're going to be even better than last year, you know, having more continuity with Matt Stafford and, you know, bringing in Allen Robinson. I feel like not enough people are talking about how good he is. I was literally begging for uh, Belichick to trade for him for, like, years. But, yeah, he is an absolute stud. And yeah, I have the 49ers at 10 and 7. I don't think Trey Lance is going to be as good as people are hyping him up to be. You know, he's still, this is going to be his first time, you know, really taking those starter reins from the get go. And I think there could be a little bit of drama with Jimmy G still being back there, you know, re ready and waiting for Trey Lance to kind of mess up because, you know, these guys want to play. But, yeah, I, I don't th – this roster is extremely talented, but they've had so many injury issues over the years, and it's just – I don't know. I don't know what it is about their training staff or whatever, but there always seems to be something. I even – I think I saw today George Kittle might not be ready to go week one. Something popped up. So, yeah. Um, I don't think they'll be winning the division. I just think the Rams are still pretty clear. And I have the cards at nine and eight. Uh, Hopkins being gone for the first six games, I believe. Uh, suspend. He's been suspended. That is going to be tough for Kyler to deal with. And Christian Kirk being gone as well. And James Conner is not, he racks up the touchdowns, but he's not, you know, an elite running back that you can just pound the rock and rely on like that. So it's going to be tough for Kyler Murray to kind of, you know, have it all on him now, basically. And I don't see a lot of improvement throughout the roster, really. And, you know, they started off last year so hot, but everyone kind of knew that they were a bit fraudulent. And then things tapered off as the year went. And so I think they kind of just start off in that, you know, mid-tier range of teams. And the Seahawks I have last at 5-12. and 12. I love Geno Smith, but they have so many issues top to bottom on that team. You know, offensive line, the running game already has, like, some injuries. And Pete Carroll is one of the – he's one of the dinosaurs in the NFL that hasn't really adjusted yet to passing more and it being a passing league. So I – don't see them doing anything yeah i think we got a similar order here as well i have the rams winning the division also with 11 and 6 just one less win than you alan robinson is awesome i also think bobby wagner an addition on the on the defensive end that i forgot I think about that if he, if he integrates into the system really well i think he could be a really good factor because everyone talks about how they lost von miller but i think adding bobby wagner could be awesome massive. for the rams He's that's insane. huge yeah and yeah you spoke a lot about the offense in terms of alan robinson of course cooper cup if they get odell back i mean that is by far the best wide receiver court in in football yeah. that would be amazing that's like three number ones 
um cam makers their roster is ridiculous man like yeah yeah top heavy but those top guys are like the best players in football so yeah it's always man, awesome. draft, draft picks are are overrated draft picks are way overrated yeah <laughs> fm picks right yeah. <laughs> um yeah i think i just think they're gonna be really good and they keep if they keep all those guys healthy all the top guys healthy which their their training staff seems to be able to do every year then they're gonna be a force to be reckoned with in the playoffs once again um at running back for them Kmakers also having some more time coming back from the injury and also Derek Hudson's pretty good so I think I think the Rams are gonna come back from this division another year in the system for Stafford a little not too worried about the elbow I think he'll be fine I am out on the Niners I still do have them at nine and eight and coming second in division but I look at the schedule and I feel like there's gonna be some letdown games early i I'm similar to you with Trey Lance. I don't think he's ready. I don't think he's quite ready. And there were a lot of things that showed up in the preseason. Of course, it's preseason, and they don't have, like, their best plays. And we know Shanahan Magic is going to be sprinkled all throughout <laughs> once the season starts. But I'm really st- I'm really still nervous about his decision-making. Still nervous about a little bit of some, like, tweaks to his throwing motion as well. I would be surprised, you know, week three Broncos, if they could get – if that could be a letdown game for the 49ers – you know, in Denver, uh, week five in Carolina with the Panthers. I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if there's another letdown there. And honestly, I wouldn't be surprised if Jimmy plays. Like, that's it's going to be a hot take, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if come the bye or week six, week seven. This is, a, this is a roster that's still ready to win. This is a defense that's still ready to win. And I think they might have to look at Trey and say, okay, since you're not ready, let's put Jimmy in so we can try and salvage the season. And then I think it won't be enough, and they'll be just left out at nine and eight. Pretty hot take on the Niners, but I, I do feel pretty confident in that. And that'll be, that's going to be a team that's really interesting to watch because if Trey is good or if Trey isn't good, it's going to really, really determine how how far they go. Yeah. Um, I've got the Cardinals next at eight and nine. No Hopkins the first six weeks, of course, but. Lost some pretty lots of contributors on defense too that I don't think they that don't, I don't think they spent enough time replacing in, in free agency and like you said everything was gonna be on Kyle they paid him all the money you know they put in the the homework the homework clause and then they took it out and it's been kind of kind of funny in that sense but but yeah I don't think Kyler is quite ready to. to elevate a team quite that much who that isn't as talented and i think the cardinals coming in the season are going to be looking to to add a lot more to their offense and to to really improve again because unfortunately i think they're gonna have a bit of a step back this season and finally seattle five and 14 you said the offense is like from like the 1960s and (laughs) they've got geno smith Starting Drew Lock to not look good at all, and yeah, nothing on defense again. Similar to what I said about about the Falcons, I think a lot of teams are gonna have have a day with them. And then on offense, they of course they'll have DK Metcalf, but and Tyler Lockett, I guess. But offensive line that isn't good. I believe two rookie tackles, which. Is the first time in quite a few years for this to happen, so that I'd be interested to see how they hold up. But I think defensive 
uh, defensive ends are going to feast on them for the most part. And it's going to be a tough year in Seattle for sure. They'll be looking at, at a high draft pick as well. Yeah. It's good. We ha- actually ended up having a lot of similar standings. Maybe just like swapping the top two teams. But just to run down my playoff standing predictions, I have the Bucks getting the one seed. Then I have the Rams, then the Packers, then the Cowboys, and the first wildcard team will be the 49ers, and then I have the Saints and the Eagles sneaking in. Sweet. I've got the Rams getting the one seed. So I have really low records in the NFC for some reason, but I've got the Rams getting the one seed, and I've got the Packers getting the two seed. Then the Eagles winning the NFC East and getting the number three seed, and then the Bucks getting the number four seed, um, and then the Cowboys being the best uh, wildcard team, and the last team sneaking in there in the seventh in the seventh spot is the Vikings. Oh, and the Saints. So, yeah, the Vikings, the Saints, I both have at nine and eight, and then I think. The Saints will be the sixth seed, and the Vikings will be the seventh seed. And yeah, I think I think that Green Bay Bucks game is going to be really big because I have them at finishing at the same record, so that'll that'll be a tiebreaker versus who's gonna who's gonna be a higher seed in the playoffs. So that'll be, that's going to be a really interesting game. I think that one's three. early too, right? Yeah, Isn't I think it? it's like week three. It's pretty early in the season. It's gonna be a fun one. Yeah. Sweet. We got our predictions. It's recorded. So <laughs> the evidence is out there. If we're wrong, we're going to be wrong. Things always, always, always <laughs> Yeah, that, we're always wrong. <laughs> but it's always good to, do... to see. Yeah, it's always good to get them out there just, to, just for fun. Because yeah. if you end up being right, then ooh, it feels brag. so good. Bragging rights. <laughs> Unless you bet on it, then that could be. Oh yeah, then that could be good. <laughs> Make some money. Um. Yeah. Let's jump into the awards. How do you? How do you want to go through them? Yeah, we can just go through them, kind of. One by one. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I got okay. MVP. I it usually just goes to the best quarterback on the best team, and I was like looking at my records. And I was like, I had the Bills, Ravens, and Bucks at 13 and 4. And I was like, who hasn't won? Because the media likes to go for that pretty often. So I was like, Josh Allen, MVP. We have the same MVP. I have Josh oh, Allen really? as well. Yeah. No. Or... <laughs> he's, actually, he's actually the favorite mm-hmm. at plus 600. So... He was a favorite last year too, no? I think, I think so. Yeah, was. I think early yeah. in the season, yeah, he was he was a heavy favorite, and then they had a slump mid season, um, and they had some bad losses. Yeah, that and Jaguars game was pretty bad. <laughs> I will give an honorable mention though, at least since we have the same pick. I think Herbert, the Chargers have a. I think the Chargers gonna have a great regular season, and Herbert's mm-hmm. gonna be right, right in contention. So that could be that's also a better bet at plus nine hundred. Yeah, Justin Herbert could also be in that conversation. I could go for Matthew Stafford for my honorable mention. Okay. Yeah. I have the Rams, like, winning quite a bit, and, you know, he's 
the media would like that story, <laughs> you know, being on the poverty lines and then um, playing pretty well. If he can, like, not throw as many interceptions, like, yeah. he's going to rack up the touchdowns. So just keep that side of the football cleaner, then I think he'll definitely have a chance. I think that's a key for him because he had the most interceptions last season. That's a mm-hmm. that's a huge key for Stafford if he can keep the interceptions down because they, they won't give it to him if he has a ton of interceptions again, I don't think. Yeah. So that's a really good point. I've got so I also did a similar thing as you. I kind of had it based on my standings, kind of like how I think the narratives are gonna play out for offensive player of the year. I do have Justin Jefferson, so I I do think that I do think he's gonna back up all the off season drama and all the off season talk that he's going for the two thousand first two thousand yard season. I do think he has a really really awesome season. I think I think Justin Jefferson wins it this year. I actually have Stephon Diggs winning. Offensive Player of the Year. Okay. Um, I think I, I kind of related this to Josh Allen having an MVP season, and you know Stephon Diggs is kind of that possession wide receiver that they have. And I know like Gabe Davis is has like shown that he's like a super solid number two, and might take some looks away from Diggs. But I think like I think if both these players can stay healthy, that Diggs is going to have an amazing year. That's a really good one. That's plus 5,000, 5, so that can make you a ton of money if it's right. Stephon Diggs. We'll see. We'll see. That's really <laughs> interesting. I guess my approach to that team is, like, Gabriel Davis taking a step forward. If he's going to have a ton more catches, then they've got to come from somewhere, right? So maybe – I guess I was feeling that they'll probably be closer to even this season, but he's he's obviously a stud wide receiver, and that team's going to be really good and have a really high – really good record so that could, I could definitely see it working out that way as well for defensive player of the year I've got Michael Parsons I think he's gonna be awesome I mean he was in contention for it even last year as a rookie but of course you know TJ Watt won it and had an awesome season but I think I think this is his year I think he's gonna rack up a ton of sacks sacks this season and I think the overall defense is gonna look good enough and the Cowboys make the playoffs, which I have them in the playoffs, then that's gonna be it's gonna be essentially perfect and I think Michael Parsons can go out and win win that award. Yep, I could see that for sure. I actually have Nick Bosa um okay. winning. I think if he the big question is if he can stay healthy. Um, you know, he is that mm-hmm. the cornerstone of that forty ers defense and he's just an insane monster, so I could definitely see him winning. Honorable mention to actually to, uh, um, Frick, his brother in Joey in, Bosa. In yeah, yeah, with having Khalil Mack on the other side, maybe freeze things up for him a bit. So absolutely, I don't know. It, it's possible. We'll yeah, see. for sure. It's gonna be really interesting to see how Brandon Staley lines them up, because mm-hmm. typically on the right side is where. The left tackle is, and so that's usually where the stud um, offensive lineman is. So I don't know. He'll probably knowing him, he's probably gonna switch things out a lot and like give a lot of different looks. But whoever is against whoever's facing the weaker tackle is gonna have a field day most nights. So I think that's gonna be awesome. I want to have a quick honorable mention for defensive player of the year as well, Rashawn Gary for the Packers. I think this is a really really complete defense. And I think if they come out of the season as the number one defense, then I think Sean Carey is going to have a, a huge, play a huge part of that. And I think he could be a sleeper pick as well for Defensive Player of the Year. 
that's a good one. And let's do let's do some rookies. Let's go for offensive rookie of the year. So this one was a tough one for me because I think one of these young wide receivers is gonna get it, but we also have to look at opportunity on their team as well. So I ended up with Traylon Burks because he's because I think he's gonna start, and I think the Titans are gonna really scheme like scheme a lot for him because they don't have a ton of uh, weapons on wide receiver. It's just basically Burks and Robert Woods. So I think I think because he has that much opportunity, even though I don't think he's the most talented rookie wide receiver, I think his numbers are gonna be the best, and he's gonna he's gonna win the award. What would, what did you think? I actually went with Chris Olave because okay. uh, I just think with Jameis, or maybe this is just my wishful thinking, that they'll give Jameis a lot of opportunities to throw. So he's going to get a lot of opportunities in that offense. So, yeah, I, I think he can have, like, a really solid year. And um, a lot of attention is going to be on Michael Thomas. So maybe this frees things up for him a bit. And, um. Yeah, I, I'm just hoping Jameis gets to throw and <laughs> yeah. he can get a lot of opportunities in this offense. No, I could definitely see that happening. He's a really complete wide receiver and he's going to get a lot of opportunity too, I think, because they have Michael Thomas one and I think by the end of the season it will be Chris Olavia on the other end. I think Jefferson Andrew will kind of be the slot guy or he'll kind of be like in and out a little bit more. So that's, mm-hmm. that's also a really good pick. Um, I think also... Honorable mention George Pickens on the Steelers because Deontay Johnson might be out the first week or the first few weeks. So I think that's going to open up some opportunity for him, and he looked great in the preseason. So I think he might be uh, might sneak in the conversation as well. Let's go defensive rookies, and for this one, I think the favorite. I was just looking at the odds, and I think the favorite is going to win it with Aiden Hutchinson. He looked amazing this preseason and i just think he's gonna have a ton of opportunity to rack up some sacks and there's just no one else that really stood out to me as being as being really good right away but he's just such a complete player and he was really good in michigan last year and i just think that he's gonna translate to a pro much much more quickly than the other uh, defensive rookies yeah i have the same pick so um I just think he's going to be able to shine more than anyone else. And it typically goes to edge rushers. Um, so I I just, it's kind of like a no-brainer, boring yeah. pick. But, yeah. I'll throw in Quay Walker as well um, for the Green Bay Packers for, the similar, for a similar reason I threw, I threw in Rashawn Gary. Like, I think... One of the two will get something if the defense is really good. Like if Rashawn Gary doesn't win, then Quay Walker might win, and vice versa. So I I think he I think he's also lined up to start. And I think if the defense is really good, he's going to contribute. So I'll throw him in in the conversation as well for defensive mm. rookies. A sleeper pick for that too is like uh, Sauce Gardner. I think because um, mm-hmm. I saw last year. Um, Josh Allen had like 13 picks Mac had like 13 or so I think as well and mm-hmm. then Tua had 10 so I think if Gardner is able to like rack up some picks I don't think he's going to be some like shut down corner or anything but we saw with 
uh, Trevon Diggs, how much interceptions can skew yeah. the view for a player. So going against these quarterbacks, if he's able to rack up some picks, then maybe he could he could get a good shot at Yeah, that's a really good board. point. He's the highest corner in terms of odds. Um, so that's a really good that's a really good point. Sauce Gardner could also come in and if he if he's able to rack up enough interceptions, then the voters will just be like, Oh, okay, well, let's give it to him. So <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I could definitely I could definitely see that happening. All right, let's take a look at comeback player on the year. So I'm actually still torn on this one, but I do think it'll be a Panther. I think it'll be a Carolina Panther. I'm torn between Baker Mayfield and Christian McCaffrey. I'll go Baker Mayfield. Okay. I'll go Baker Mayfield for comeback of the year. And Christian McCaffrey will be my honorable mention. I think he's going to have a bit of a resurgence in his in his numbers in Carolina Panthers. And I think he's going to look pretty good. I think they'll beat the Browns in week one. I think that's going to look good. And, and yeah, I'm going to go Baker Mayfield. I'll go with the other one. I'll go with Christian McCaffrey winning comeback okay, later perfect. the year. <laughs> it won't be good for um, my week one fantasy matchup, but. <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah if Christian McCaffrey has a healthy year and goes goes out and actually plays 17 games it's gonna be, it's gonna be hard for him not to win it because yeah he's 110 percent every time he's on the field so he's if he's actually healthy all season he it'll be difficult to give it to someone else we we both we all know how good he is yeah let's take a look at coach of the year so for this one definitely the record of the team plays a huge part part in it. And because I had the Dolphins just sliding in and making the playoffs, I had the Vikings sliding in as well. Actually, I'll go Vikings. I'll go Kevin O'Connell. <laughs> I was t- That's another one where I was torn. But I'll go Kevin O'Connell uh, for the Vikings. I think the offense looks a lot better. I think they make the playoffs. And I think he, he wins coach of the year. That's a good one. Uh, I'm going to go with Brandon Staley just because – you know, That's the Chargers one. winning the division would be um, like a huge boost. You know, second year taking the team a step forward and, you know, all the additions trying to put them all together. If the pieces fit, then I think he's got a good shot at the award. Yeah, that's a really good one because they could have an awesome record. And they missed the playoffs last year, so it'll be it'll, at face value to look like such a big jump mm-hmm. um, for Brandon Staley. And he's the favorite as well for good reason. Um, yeah, Mike McDaniel could also, I'll, I'll have him as my honorable mention. He could also um, make a run at it. Yeah. And are we ready to make our Super Bowl predictions? Yes, sir. All right. What did you end up coming up with? <laughs> so uh, I had my NFC, I had Packers. Ooh, and that is a very bold prediction. <laughs> <laughs> I just think. They have not as good of a regular season, but I think the defense is going to be so good that, that yeah, I think they can make a deep playoff run this year. And I'm torn between Chiefs and Ravens for the AFC. And oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I think the Ravens really gonna, are really going to be awesome this year. The Chiefs... I'm a little bit worried about the secondary. I feel like they're young. I'll go Ravens then. I'll go Ravens Packers. Like the Chiefs Packers is like my dream matchup. Like I have that. 
I want that every year. So let's. Oh, let's... State Farm Bowl. <laughs> so let's let's <laughs> State Farm Bowl. Uh, I'll switch it up and go Ravens Packers and then I'll say I'll say the Packers win it Packers win ooh that's very interesting okay this might be the homer in me but I'm going Bucks versus Bills hmm. um and then I have the Bucks win Brady gets ring number 8 the Bills losing the Super Bowl again and their fans are mad ooh. and I get to go on Twitter and flame them and it's just a perfect scenario for me. But yeah, it, it's very wishful thinking. That would be so yeah. for that franchise. It would be, yeah. Which is why I want wow. it desperately, 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 desperately. <laughs> That's a really good one. That's really interesting. I didn't want to pick the Bills because everyone's picking the Bills. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it never happens when everyone picks a team picks preseason a team, yeah. that they actually, actually go out and and make it it's just too predictable so i wanted to go with teams that were a little bit yeah more steeper but i mean the bills have everything to to go out and do it yeah and the bucks are are definitely going to be in the conversation as well my only issue with the ravens is will they like develop their passing game because Mm -hmm. to go that deep in the playoffs you need to have like that elite tier passing game. Yeah, there's such a, it's just so they're a team that's so that's built so differently from everybody else because mm-hmm. they essentially have one really good wide receiver and then two good tight ends, or even like three good tight ends because they have Isaiah Likely who's a rookie who looks who looks really good, and then Rashad Bateman is gonna be their like main receiver. So I wouldn't be surprised if they run like, you know, they're gonna run a lot of like twelve personnel. Um, and it's just gonna be the way the way that the offense looks is so different than other teams. But it's interesting because like it still works. Like they're still really good in that system, and they have the perfect quarterback to run that system. So, yeah. but open the playbook. <laughs> Let me see Lamar throw, please. <laughs> he's not just a running back, please. <laughs> no, he's not just a running back. But I still do think. No, I don't. I don't think they change change things that much. I think it'll still be a lot of throws to tight ends. Mark Andrews is gonna have a, another great season, and then it'll be like Rashad Bateman, like over the top um, type offense. So it'll be interesting. It'll be fun. They're always fun to watch because they just look so different than how other teams look. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, I think that wraps it up for all of our predictions this season. We'll see how wrong we are in a few days. We're recording this yeah. on Wednesday, so we already got Bills Rams tomorrow and then and then a full slate on Sunday as yeah. well. So it'll be really fun. It's going to be a really good season, and I'm excited to see what happens. Thank you for listening. Hopefully you've enjoyed listening to this podcast. We really appreciate your support. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at what's the play 12 and on Instagram at what's underscore the play. So you can stay up to date with all our content. We want to say thank you again for listening and we hope you enjoy the rest of your day.